Hey guys, and welcome to the latest episode of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I'm with my co-host, Adam Kelly. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. And this is the podcast where we share the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it's really like to run a small business. We've got an interesting show today, haven't we, H? We do indeed. As he pauses to pull up his notes... Uh, so we had a, uh, a listener email from a one Stephen May. He uh, got in touch over the, uh, I believe it was over the Christmas period. Uh, and my assumption is he messaged you as well because I feel like I got half of a uh, of a of a concept. <laughs> well, uh, we got the full concept each, but yep. we got half of the questions each. Yeah. So let me read his first bit before I dive into the cues. Uh, idea for an episode. Year, by the way, guys, he got in touch by emailing startupdiary at mbs.fm, just like you can. So please get in touch. Uh, he said, a year in review expert trades. Uh, I've got a bunch of questions that you could ask in an interview style uh, to Adam and another set that he can ask you. You both won't see each other's questions, but you uh, you get to ask e- each other similar questions. Seem fair? And yes, it does seem fair. So, I absolutely love this. But from what he sent me... It shows that Stephen, we know Stephen, he's a friend of the show, met him a number of times, just mm-hmm. a bit of a legend within the community. He clearly knows us extremely well to be able to pull up specific questions for each of us to ask each other. Like some of the stuff he's asked. <laughs> I'm nervous about me receiving questions. No, I, <laughs> I feel I think, unprepared. I think, I think <laughs> welcome to my life. Um, I think uh, I think the whole listenership is interested for me to ask you some more cues. And then I think Stephen then posted into the our Facebook group. Um, so we've got a startup business club on Facebook. Um, you can head over and search for the group. And there's a comment in there that says, if you've got any questions for Adam and Harry to start off the new year, what are they? And there were some amazing questions in there. Some of the, did you see the one about the T-shirts? Uh, what happened to no. the, what happened to the t-shirt side hustle? <laughs> and we can cover that off on a future show. We will get to them cool. all. It's amazing. I think the one thing it did for me was really show that people follow the journey. Like people are here, they've strapped in for like 300 plus shows and they know us extremely well. Uh, and it sort of like made me think, wow, like we have done this show for a while. People have committed a lot of time and hours listening to this on the mics. Um, it was one of those proud moments, to be honest, because some of the, the quality of the questions came out were like from 150 shows ago, but it's still top of mind for people and they still think about it. Um, so we'll get to that stuff in the future. Um, I think we're going to do like a two-parter. Who's asking who first? Uh, I'll hit you up first with the okay. questions. Uh, I think it's only fair seeing that I've got them in front of me. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. I'm going to sit back. This is weird, actually, because I'm just going like, to lunch, guys. Be, be an interviewer. Pack a lunch, because we could be here for a while. Or I might just give you one-word answers for everything. <laughs> yes. This is no. not strictly yes or no, by the way. <laughs> Question number one. Eyes down for a while. Pub <laughs> 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 <Bob> quiz rules. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Adam, at the start of the year, what were your goals for the business? So start of 2019 or the start of 2020, just to clarify. Um, I think this came in at the end of 2019, didn't it? This is like a so year So the review. following question, just to jump ahead, is going to ask about um, personal goals for 2019. Did you set any? Okay, so this so, is business goals for 2019, yeah? Uh, I guess... <laughs> Let's just go with that. It's everything feels twenty nineteen based. Yeah, I think it's a year, year in review. Year in review. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, just Names in the, the title, repeat the question Names again. in the title. <laughs> we are professional. Uh, the question, Adam, the question I am proposing to you is, at the start of the year, at the start of 2019, mm-hmm. what were your goals for the business? <clears throat> so I'm going to go high level because uh, I can't directly remember uh, the sort of like the, the tangible stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of we didn't have OKRs back then which is our new objectives and key results Mm -hmm. and we did a show recently called Why It Failed which is our implementation of OKRs and why it failed for the first (laughs) quarter Um, goals for the business we were at a really interesting stage a year ago as a business which was I've sort of always known that sort of like the 5 to 10 people and the 10 to 15 and the 15 plus uh, different stages and different management styles I think my goal for the business by the end of 2019 was to have grown the team um, to sort of the 15 to 18 mark. And that's not because I cared about headcount. That's because in order to achieve what we wanted as a business, we'd need those roles filled mm-hmm. within the business. But to personally develop myself as a CEO to be able to effectively manage that number of people. Um, then you've got the basic stuff, which was around delivering on our core mission, profitability and bits like that. But I think this year for me was all about, I say this year, 2019 for me was all about proving to myself that we are in a air quotes real business Mm -hmm. because we've had growth each year. um, But I could go back each year and go, oh, fucking hell, it's because we managed to wing that deal or close that thing. And I had a moment at the beginning of last year, which was, now this is the, like, we're a proper business now. Like, and it was the first time I've ever started to plan two, three, four years out. Because every year I've sort of gone, we need to make this work, otherwise we'll be out of business. Whereas in 2019, it was, I need to build the right foundations and fundamentals in the company because we're gonna be in mm. business. Like, we have got something working here and it's about optimizing it and scaling it compared to, are we going to be in business this time next year? I knew we would. So it changed my mindset. So it was more about getting confidence and getting the business ready to scale. So I knew there was a lot of things I needed to fix. So forward thinking then. Yeah. Question number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, did you set and write down any personal goals for 2019? Um, I did. I do it every year. I feel like you had a vision board, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a vision board. Um mm. Actually, I, would, I tell you about. I, I have had. You would definitely I, had a vision board. We've yeah. definitely, we've definitely talked about a vision board. Yeah, I don't think I called it that, but I'm cool to call it that. But it was. Like I know a, uh, a visualization board. Just whatever we want to call it, I'm happy with it either way. Um, but I do it every year, so I, I really use like the Christmas period for me, and it's that old New Year New Me thing. Mm-hmm. And I know it's very cliche, but it genuinely works for me because like I tend to take a few days off around my birthday with the family. And that sort of lets me wind down. So by the time I get to Christmas, I'm like proper like wound down, very little screen time, use my notepad to do a lot of thinking. And I really genuinely look forward to the end of the year as like a reset ready for the new year. Um, so yeah, um, my one of my core goals. So um, for me, 2019 was about, um, was about family for me. Uh, it was about sort of like trying to divide my time better mm. to be efficient at work, but also make sure that I sort of stay aware of why I'm doing what I'm doing and spend more time, quality time with the family because me and the wife had had conversations towards the end of 2018 around um, me not being present and bits like that. Um, And the business at that point should be in a position to not 
go on without me but not need yeah. as much handholding. we've got really smart people in the company and it was my time to sort of let go from a business perspective and trust people to do their jobs um but then use that time to spend more time with family but there were genuine written down goals um i just can't remember them off the top of my head <laughs> misplaced but here's what happened actually is did you achieve them no um, I didn't because here's what happened and this is one of my things for this year is I achieved them for three months because they were top of mind mm-hmm. I was motivated because they were Q1 goals they were Q1 goals because I, what I did is actually set myself new year goals are unrealistic to I want to do this by the end of the year yep. I set myself Q1 goals and delivered against them specifically around the business and personal health was good as well um, but and middle of Q1 I'm pausing because I okay fuck it everything derailed for me because I lost my dad last year yeah. so for me and it was like the 14th of Jan which is at this point in time next Tuesday uh, would be a year which is absolutely mental to, to say out loud wow. um, but what that did is it made me like really motivated to be the best that I could be for a period and then I sort of went off the rails for like five six months just like mm. feeling like unmotivated distracted and bits like that um yeah, and that's when like my goal planning just was like not top of mind for me right mm-hmm. then. I was just trying like just trying to like get myself grounded again. Um, so like Q one started off well, um, and even after losing my dad, I kind of like kept pushing on because I was like, no, I've got to be the best I can be here. Like, gotta mm-hmm. fucking do this. Gotta gotta do it. And then it just started to unravel slowly. But I, it's because I wasn't dealing with it the way that I potentially should have. So yeah, learning curve for me. What moment brought the biggest smile to your face in twenty nineteen? <laughs> what a question. Um, what moment brought the biggest smile to my face in 2019? I mean, I bring a lot of smiles to the table, but <laughs> you don't have to go for the obvious one here. So it's a bit of a weird one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Because me, my mum and my brother have like, haven't been on a plane together in like, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years, something like that. A crazy amount of time. And we did last year, we went to Malta. Yeah. And I just, I just remember us just we were doing nothing we'd like just gone out of the apartment went away to Malta for three days together just just those three and I just remember seeing those two like walking and chatting together I, I was behind I was probably on my phone or doing something and I remember looking up and just being like I was super proud at that moment and just happy mm-hmm. but with a bit of like remorse and regret kicked in at the same time which yeah. probably made the emotion really strong for me which was um, just extremely happy that I've got the family around me that I do and I know I've got my wife and my kids and bits yeah. like that but I see them every day and that's amazing and don't get me wrong there's been loads of memories last year where the boys have made me laugh and sorry it's made me smile and bits like that but there was something just massively overwhelming that happened in Malta which was I guess just like a penny dropping realisation and I just remember it's not even like a smile that's probably why I might have missed took the question down a different route mm-hmm. But it was just like an overwhelming feel of happiness at a really weird point because went there to basically send my dad's ashes into the ocean in, Mal- in Malta, um, which is, you'd think, oh, sad day. But it was just a sense of like love and Positive fam- memories. Though, Positive it? memories, love, family, happy smiles. We were sharing like all the stories as kids. We never just sit down and us three chat. We had like three mm. days just focusing on each other. And it just was like an overwhelming sense of happiness for like two days it was amazing like it um, 
What was your biggest, what was the biggest lesson that you learned between nine and five? Pardon? What was the biggest lesson that you learned between nine to five? What's the question? Oh, at work. I'm going to take that as work. What's the biggest lesson that I learned at work? Um, <clears throat> probably the one that I learned very, very recently towards the back end of 2019 um, is that culture is something that you work on mm-hmm. as a company grows. Um, it's very easy to focus on results, but stuff like empathy for the customers, for each other, the culture that we set has is, is much more important than I think anyone has ever drilled into me. Um, and to the point where I came into my own office and felt like, fuck, this is not the, this is not the environment I even want to be happy and working. And I just sort of let that happen uh, to the point that we ended up with a culture that I wasn't really proud of. And it was no one's fault. It's just because there was no attention given to it. Mm-hmm. And as a CEO's job, it's it's my responsibility to craft the culture. And it's not about just saying, oh, we finish at four on a Friday and there's beers and ideas and there's a new pool table at the new office. Like that's not culture. That's just like features, that's perks. Um, it's really getting a deep understanding of when people come into this company, what's the expectations? Mm-hmm. What's the bar? What's the standards? How do we operate here? How do we look after each other? Um, I just didn't realize that just by me hiring good people, it doesn't create a good culture. Mm. Um, so that's for me. Like culture is super important and getting 20% of my time. And that's that's a day a week. That's like a day a week of spending time with people, like crafting things to make sure that how we operate as a business is how I want it to operate when I'm not in the room. That's That's my goals big learning curve for me resulting people coming in and as mismatching what we expect from them and how we communicated to them there were two different things so people came into the company and because we wanted to find and hire good people and they're really hot it's really hard to find good people so when we found them it was like cool let's slowly ramp things up for them and what that resulted in and i completely see it from their side is hold on all of a sudden at month two month three month five you've like it's gone from like 20% to 1,000% or from mm-hmm. their head 100% to 1,000%. This isn't what I signed up for. This is not what it's been like the last yeah. few months. Whereas a one-to-one that spoke to everyone, I was like, here's what's happened. And everyone said the same thing to me. I said, Adam, when I started, you threw me in the deep end at day one and you had really high expectations and it was sink or swim. And what that did is create a culture within our initial team, like the guys that just rolled their sleeves up and got it done. That's what we are as a business. Right or wrong, that's what we are as a business and that's that's who we are. And what we should never do is bend our culture to bring a new person and make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. We have to accept who we are, set the standards, set the expectations. So when someone comes in, they sort of like self-select of, is this a place I want to work? The problem is, is people came in and what they saw and what was expected was two different things. So that's what I've, that's what I've realized and that's what I need to fix. What was your best one-liner of the year? Okay, that's, um, I don't really know how to take that one. Here's my problem and you know it as well is I say stuff and you ask me, oh, like when we're doing filming and recording, <laughs> you'll like ask me, you're like, oh, what are we going to say? And I'll say it. And you'd be like, cool, do that again. And I'll be like, I have no idea what I just said. I blacked out. Exactly. Um, so not to dodge this Your question. Your entire life is a one-liner. <laughs> not to dodge it, but I think other people make me aware of my one-liners and stuff like that that I come out with. Um, I'm not really aware of it. I don't really feel like I'm doing one. I know I am, but I don't feel like I'm doing it. So I don't really remember them, to be honest. They're not like a planned or scripted or here's something mm. I say. I think just just a quick one's the go-to, but I feel like you've been saying that less and less nowadays because 
we've made you so aware of it that you're consciously <laughs> trying to the year avoid before, it. The year before, I knew the one the year before, like, he's dead to me. Like, that, that, like, <laughs> that, that, that stuck around for a bit and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't know what it is last year. Um, no, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably have to hear feedback from the listeners or from the team to sort of know, like, mm. no, no, you said this a lot. Like, it, like we know, like, 40, it's not even a one-liner, it's a one-worder that you put on mm. a mug for him. Yeah. Potentially. He even said it yesterday and then sighed because he realized he'd said his one word while holding his potentially mug. Mm-hmm. It was just an amazing moment. Uh, but I don't know. I'm going to do- dodge that one. Uh, interesting one. What one thing do you think saved you the most money? Uh, my professional coach. Really? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He ain't cheap. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's not saving you money. He's costing you money. But no, I think how, it, no. how is he saving you money? Uh, because he's making me more aware and asking me the right questions. From my from a business perspective, he's making me think on another level. And when you've got a, a company that's got 10 or 15 people, you send people off in the wrong direction even for a week or two, it's like 10, 12, 15 grand. Mm. Like if you don't think it through... And just because you have an, and I'm an impulse guy. Like, mm-hmm. it's the thing now where when you're one to three to five people, you can you can sort of like test and try a bit more. You can be a bit more nimble. Uh, whereas this is more like going from like a canoe to a boat is how I sort of position it in my head. Um, and by having a coach that's making me think and giving me tools to think things through. Um, yes, he's not cheap, but he is is good value. It's mm-hmm. the way I'd explain it. Um, so I'd probably say a professional coach. It's like the invisible costs that is saving you, really. Yeah. What was the hardest thing you did outside of nine to five? I don't want to go morbid, mate, but it's what happened last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just dealing with the loss of my dad. I was just... Uh, Tough. Yeah. What tip would you give yourself in 2019 if you could go back? That's a good question. Mm. Is it like to go back to like January? Like if, if you the could first. travel back in time and grab Adam Callow from 2019 by the shoulders and go, "Don't do this," or put it all on black. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is a fantastic question. There's a bunch of things that are running through my head. To be honest, there's a there's a lot of things I wish I knew a year ago, and it's only a year, which is crazy. Which I guess shows how much things can change and what mm. you can learn in a year. Um, the the biggest thing that stands out to me is the over communication to people that I know, love, and trust. Don't hesitate. Just do it. What do you mean? I think there's a, so many occasions last year where I, with with everything that was going on with the work, with personal and everything, I went through stages of like bottling stuff up and the, the compounding effects of that are really negative. But throughout sort of like mid, like Q, end of Q2, Q3 last year, I sort of like just let the valve off a little bit and started to speak to people on, a, on a, like a really, I sort of like PR'd myself a little bit. I tried to mm. be someone that I wasn't feeling I've never done that in my life, but it was sort of like my way of protecting from things that happened last year. And I just wanted to have a, I wanted to like put on a face of like, everything's cool. Like, let's just go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that causes loads of problems. Uh, and what I'd sort of learned through communicating with friends, family, and then through my coach teaching me about how 
how to communicate with people correctly um, or working on that. Uh, it's amazing what happens when you speak to people who you know care about you and you, because what I tend to do is I try to like position myself as like, no, no, I've got this. I'm here to help you, mm -hmm. not the other way around. And what I learned last year is you can't do this on your own. Um, things happen and you surround yourself with good people and it's okay to call on them for help when you need it. I think I wish I'd done that sooner last year, if that makes sense. How many people came in and out of the business? Fucking hell. <laughs> Got an abacus. Um, no, to be honest, super simple. Uh, four in, four out. Sorry, five in, four out. Wow. Yeah, five in, four out. And the four, and that, that, and that, the four that joined, joined all within three months of each other. And that wasn't role replacement. That was the same people that joined, yeah. left. Yeah. 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 And that, that, that was, so two things happened. One that identified as a culture thing for me mm -hmm. and expectations and all the stuff I previously spoke about. It also taught me how um, negativity is, spreads like fucking wildfire. Mm. It, because I'm, because the way our offices are set out, there's fragmentation. We've got three offices in the building we're at because we outgrew our space, but it creates this weird dynamic which means I'm not always sat in the room with the mm -hmm. team. And it's amazing what happens when you're not sat in the room with the team to sort of manage culture and standards and bits like that. And when one person, it's clear what happened when you look at the yeah, yeah. The, 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 the chain of events is uh, a, a, a click can very easily um, appear within a business. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how quickly that, that can become a negative environment. Um, so I think the key thing is for me is... Um, from a, from a team perspective, loads of learnings. The people that we've got in the company today, I could not be more proud of. And I have no shame in saying it on the mics because if everyone, including the people that are currently on the way out of the business, listen to it, I think the people that are leaving the business are 100% the right people to be leaving this business because it's not the place for them. It doesn't mean they're not good enough. Mm -hmm. It just means that this is not the right fit for what they want out of a career. And you have to bring people in that align with your culture, align with your fit and expectations. And we haven't done that. Um, so I'm extremely excited about where we are from an HR perspective and a scale. We're not gonna, I wanted to grow this company fast. We brought people in fast. The problem is, is we hadn't got a solid foundation. I didn't understand the importance of culture. Yep. So we are not bring. we're not gonna bring people into this business right now until I feel like this team, the team that do amazing work, roll their sleeves up and just work together until we can get it right, there is zero point bringing someone in because there'll be, the same thing will happen. Mm -hmm. And it's bloody expensive bringing that many people in, training them up, getting up to speed, and then them exiting the business or being let go, one of the two. Um, we just have to get our stuff in order right. And finally, what was the best thing you told your mum? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what was the best thing you told your mum? Um, uh, it's not a trick question <laughs> that you don't need to look after me anymore it's my turn to look after you yeah powerful yeah I know, I know that's listen to this people are going to go what the, the previous comment you said about over communicating and lean on people that you need 
my mum is my mum has always been the person that's always helped me. She like she will do everything. She'll um, she'll overextend herself in ways that you can't even imagine. As mm. I was growing up, to sort of provide and help, and obviously she's always there for me. But I think probably middle way through last year, because I've always said that to her. I think middle way through last year, Q three time, when she saw that I sort of got my shit together, and sort of found like myself and just found like peace in terms of how I was feeling it's the first time I think she's ever actually heard me say that I've said it to her for the last 10 years so stop looking after me now you're my mom mm-hmm. I'll look after you I'll make it work um, <clears throat> but I think last year was probably the first time that she heard it which was cool like it mate and that is all of our questions for today thank you for mate, that was a, that joining was a, <laughs> that was a journey man uh <laughs> cool uh, I'm looking forward to the flip side of it Stephen May um, some solid questions in there guys I hope you've enjoyed the show this is a, an interesting one for me um, but don't f- don't forget hit that subscribe button uh, if you're if you're new here um, probably some of these answers you you might feel don't help or apply or think what the fuck is he talking about um, all I can say is for those of you that have been a long time listening to the show you'll get it if you're new to the show go back and listen uh, this is where we generally share everything um I'm the founder, CEO of a, of a small business, uh, but we talk about everything on the show because it's, it's more about business when you do this thing. Uh, and don't forget, hit subscribe because tables are being turned for the next episode of this podcast. Tune in for the next exciting episode. <laughs>